The following podcast contains explicit language. It was supposed to be an innocent act, all part of Kenny Gamewell's normal halftime routine. I always look at my phone at a time. I either text my, my parents or text my girlfriend. So it's just a thing I do. Eagles players, they're just like us. They're on their phones all the time. Kenny Gainwell is not the only one who checks his phone at halftime. But the circumstances surrounding halftime of the Eagles' October 29th game at Washington were different. The Eagles had played a pretty sloppy half and trailed the commanders by seven at the break, 17 to 10. Gainwell had made one of the biggest mistakes. So here we go. First and goal from the three. Hurts gives it off to Gainwell, and Gainwell has pulled down, fumbles the football, and I don't know. Let's see. And Washington has it. Oh, my. That's the one thing you cannot have. So halftime rolls around, and Kenny opens his phone, like he always does. He checked Instagram, and then... Just a wrong click, and I just, like, got mad because I was already upset with myself, you know, fumbling right before halftime. So, you know, it just was the heat of the moment. The direct message was right there in his face, taunting him. It said, hold on to the football, you fucking bum. Kenny took the bait. He DM'd back. Little boy, don't text me. Five words, a couple punctuation marks. That's all it took. Damage done. The screenshot of the exchange got out on social media, and Kenny and the Eagles had a mess to clean up. Head coach Nick Sirianni had to reinforce to Kenny that social media can be a trap. Yeah, of course we talked to Kenny about that. This is like this is part of these guys' lives is is some of this stuff. So he's sitting at the locker. Should he respond to somebody DMing him? No, he shouldn't respond to that guy or that girl at all. Like, yes, of course we've talked to him about that to be locked in and be focused and not worried about outside outside noise. Later in the week, I was part of a small group of reporters who got Kenny by his locker, and we talked about the incident some more. How tough is it for athletes to deal with? You know, you want to be on social media. I guess your generation is on social media, mm-hmm. but to. But to not have to give in, to not give in to, I guess, the neg- negativity that can that can come when, when you are on those, those yeah. platforms. Man, nowadays our our whole life is based off social media, so it's kind of it's kind of tough for us. But you know, you gotta kind of look past the negativity and you know continue to just you know show love for the fans that really do care about you. The problem is, it feels like the good vibes on social media are getting harder and harder to find. Now it's Kenny Gainwell and the Eagles' turn to confront this huge question that probably won't be going away anytime soon. Is social media worth it? Does the good for pro athletes outweigh the bad? And how are the Eagles handling this modern-day phenomenon? I always think that social media is, is like a poison to society. I think it sets unrealistic social norms. I think it's the... The downfall of modern sports. That's what I like social media for too, is just helping out, reaching out, connecting with a lot of kids. No matter how anybody else feels, nobody feels worse than the actual player. You just kind of just don't want to hear anything. I'm Jeff McLean, and this is Uncovering the Birds, a production of the Philadelphia Inquirer and KW News Radio Original Podcast. Season 2, Episode 5 The Social Media Effect.
I don't envy professional athletes these days. Social media is in their face all the time. When I first started covering the Eagles in 2009, social media was still in its infancy. No way did it move the needle like it does now. There are just so many different layers to it in all aspects of life, but very much so in sports. Heck, on a much smaller scale, I've experienced it too. I've built a nice following. But people also talk a ton of shit to me. It's not always fun. Not so long ago, it got so bad, I had to turn off my notifications. If you're a fan, I get the impulse to message players and be critical. But I also can't imagine what it must have been like for Kenny Gainwell at halftime of the Washington game to open his phone and see some nasty DMs. If I were him, maybe I would have done the same thing. I haven't been on my phone lately. You know, I kind of, you know, know the situation and, you know, I handle it like a man and understand what I did. Just taking, you know, I'm taking this thing for it, but, you know, it is what it is. I play football. After Kenny's incident, I went around the Eagles locker room at the Novacare Complex talking to guys for this story. Not just to get a sense of what they thought had happened, but also what they think about social media in general. As professional athletes, is it good for them? It's very tough. It's very tough. A.J. Brown was one of the first players I approached. You have to have this in. You know, it's not everyday life, you know. And then negative, you, don't, you shouldn't let anybody just get to you because you, you should know who you are. To no surprise, lots of Eagles empathized with Kenny. And the reason they sided with him is because this is a universal issue for players. Running back Rashad Penny put social media in psychological terms. It's like a trigger to your manhood, like your manhood. Like it's kind of like disrespect. If somebody disrespects you, I mean, I don't think anybody would go for disrespect. But um, he's learning. I mean, he's only his third year in the league. I mean, you know, everybody makes mistakes. That's one thing I told him. And then, you know, he's going to continue to keep growing and learning. He's a great football player. And I just like being around him. And whatever advice he, you know, comes to me, I always try to give him the best because I know how far, you know, he can go. That's happened a lot with Kenny this year, is Kenny's gotten blamed for things that truly, legitimately are not his fault. Britton Covey is a big fan of Kenny Gainwell. He thought Kenny got too much heat. Obviously, things like fumbles and things, yes, but, but there are things that missed blocks and missed opportunities and play calls that have gone awry, like things like that, that that's just one example. So I just love, you know, I, I love Kenny, so I stand up for him. Britain's probably not the first guy on the Eagles roster you think about when it comes to players who hold the fate of the team in their hands. Important? Yes. He handles all the Eagles' punt returns. But we're not talking about Jalen Hurts or Hassan Reddick. But even for a player like Britain, he's been a social media target, just like Kenny was. After a bad game, I've come back to over 100 direct messages telling me how, how much I suck but even personal attacks, right? And just how, just how terrible I am. Britain admitted, it's tough. Nobody wants to hear this stuff. The first couple times it happens, especially, it's really difficult. And it's always so funny to hear people say, well, they're making quote unquote millions, so they, doesn't really matter. <laughs> Which first of all, isn't true, right? It was on the rookie minimum. You're making good money, but still it's, even though there's lots of people that make good money and don't deserve that. I asked Britton, what's the worst thing he's ever heard on social media? Oh, I, I told to kill myself every time I have a bad game. We all do. 
death threats are, you know, I think that's like, you know, when it's literally, literally like, I'm gonna come kill you. <laughs> like that happens sometimes. Uh, I know multiple of my teammates that that's happened too, but most of the time I just get told. It, it, it's, it's things like, I never wanna see your face in Philly again. Being told to not show your face around town is one thing. To go kill yourself? That's just unnecessary. Seriously. After Britton told me this, I asked him if he's ever felt like he's needed to get Eagles security involved. He mentioned the second game of the season against the Vikings when he muffed a punt that the Eagles recovered. One time after the Vikings game this year, I, I did speak up about a couple of messages that I received. I'm just like, look, let's suspend this guy's account, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it's, it's something that you, you realize that it could be anybody. Most of these accounts are user 587754 with no pictures of themselves. And for all you know, it could be a 14-year-old Cowboys fan who's just a troll. You know what I mean? And that's what's difficult about social media is it gives everybody the voice and everybody just clamors for this attention. And you, you really have to stay away from it and never put your worth in it because you're loved for one moment, but even like right now, I've had a couple good games, but I know at any moment I, I will be hated and, and my name will be trending on whatever again about how poor of a player I am. And so you just can't, you really only learn it from experience and how detrimental it can be to your mental state, um, but you can't put your mind there. Jason Kelsey has a complicated relationship with social media. In my opinion, social media, it, it really, you have to be very uh, mature to navigate it. A few years ago, somebody hacked into his account and started firing off random tweets. There was something about Hillary Clinton, that Jason was on drugs and wanted to join the Cowboys. That was in 2016. When Jason got his access restored to Twitter, that was it for him. He was done. But now, with the success of his podcast, he faced a dilemma. Should he continue his hiatus or promote his brand, which had the potential to vastly expand? The older Jason's got, the more he's learned about how to put social media in a box where it doesn't hurt him. I think that that's one of the problems with a lot of young guys, whether it's in college or uh, young in the NFL, is they haven't developed that ability to really look at things constructively and because on social media you can react instantaneously, you know, it's, it, it can get in guys' heads. Jordan Maialata has dealt with the dark side of social media since the day he got here in 2018. Why would the Eagles draft a rugby player from Australia? Jordan heard it all the time on social media. Everyone doubted. I saw everything. Everyone thought there's no way a rugby player could you know, play this sport. And he has no idea what, what, what are they doing. And, you know, first time we gave up a sack, get this bum off the team. <laughs> to me, it just builds character. You learn to be like, okay, the opinions of others don't matter. I take the opinions of people who matter to me, yeah. and people who know what the fuck they're talking about. And my mental health is, is sacred, and I try to protect it as much as I can. But I will always say that I am my own worst, worst critic, because it's true. I know the standard. I, I'm in here grinding it out every day. I'm in here putting all the hard yards in, trying to be the best at, at that position and the best in the league. But not everyone's developed social media fortitude like Jordan Maialata. And that brings us back to the Kenny Gainwell situation. Depending on your mental state and the heat of the moment, sometimes it's hard not to engage. 
Now, in Kenny's case, he reacted when provoked. A nasty message was sent to him first, and he responded. Another social media pitfall that I know Eagles players succumb to is typing in their name and searching for mentions. Right after a game, good or bad, they want to know what people are saying about them. It's a habit Lane Johnson had to learn how to break. You would go back to your locker after the game and, and like search your name or something like that. Mm-hmm. Is that something you actually did? Oh, yeah. I think a lot of players do. Um, just like immediate you know, like satisfaction. You know, It's like a big distraction. But yeah, earlier in my career, I was, like I was guilty of that. Did it affect you to the point where it would get in your head and affect your performance? Uh, I mean, it would motivate me. I feel like it was a positive. Um, but, I mean, now it's like, I, I mean, I've had a guy run my shit for the past, you know, fucking five years. So now I'm at a point where I just, I'm over all that shit. Do you uh, look at any of it? No, not really. Um, but, you know, that's changed over the past, you know, second half of my career. First, first part of my career, I was heavy on it. But now I'm just, I got other shit to worry about. So it's, you feel like it's benefited you not being on anymore? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just feel like it can kind of cloud your vision and kind of, it, it can distract you if you let it. There's another dynamic at play worth highlighting. We've heard how a player's temperament or compulsion may influence their social media behavior. Another big factor is age. How we relate to social media can be a generational thing. More than half of the Eagles roster is Gen Z. Take Eli Rex, the Eagles rookie cornerback. Social media has been a part of his life as far back as he can remember. When Rex transferred from LSU to arch rival Alabama in college, he got a disturbing taste of what's out there in the social media world. I'd probably say almost like dead ass a year, I got like hate messages like, we know your family lives in Louisiana, don't, you know, I hope you tear your ACL. So really since I left LSU, I haven't even looked at uh, like my DMs or like my messages. I kind of just uh, post and leave um, Instagram wise. On Twitter, I mean, I use that for like news and stuff but I'm the same way with the DMs like since then because people can say some crazy stuff and I mean you're not going to be happy when you see all that stuff so uh, what's the craziest thing that's ever been said to you I mean threats to my because my family had a place out in um, Louisiana and it's kind of like threats to my family and that's when I really like stopped like caring to look like uh, at DMs because and like I remember the day uh, I announced like the uh, transfer and like my Instagram comments. You can still, I can show it to you, like they look crazy. Defensive back Josiah Scott is Gen Z too. He had a similar experience to Eli Ricks. Social media started to show its ugly side to him during college at Michigan State. For sure, my uh, freshman year, I was playing really well. Uh, mid-season All-American as a freshman and everything, and I had my first bad game. I remember Minnesota, 2017. We were beating them all game, and then randomly, like, I feel like I just kind of like, fell asleep, and then I gave up, like, a few touchdowns in the second half. The coaches actually took me out for a good portion of the game, and then I came back in, and we ended up winning the game, but it's just, like, after that game, it was just everywhere. 
was just like, oh, you know, it's not as good and everything like that. So it was kind of crazy, but I mean, Do you I got a call going right to your phone afterwards and seeing it or? Yeah, I think it was more so my friends. I mean, my friends, they're more into that. Oh, just, so they, they relay it to Yeah, exactly. And so then that's when you go on, you check, and you're looking, and it's like, oh, shit, they are saying it about me. And so. It's horrible. Yeah, I know. Cause really, I probably wouldn't even looked at it until, like, they brought it up to my attention. And even then, I'm just like, I mean, you feel you feel bad for the first few days, and then you kind of get over it. And it's just like, I mean, I had a really good game the next fall week, and then I kind of got to that point then, and it's just like, whether a good game, bad game, I mean, you just kind of stay even keel. Again, comments like this would be hard for most people to stomach, let alone a couple of young men trying to adjust to this whole new life and the spotlight that comes with it. So if the question we're trying to answer here is whether or not social media is good for professional athletes, whether it's worth it, so far, it seems like the consensus is leaning that it's not. But is this the full picture? Are the reasons why the Eagles and other professional athletes should give social media their time? As the years grew, it became more positive. Like, here's the things you could be doing because the individual brands and the opportunity that these players have to build their own brand is increasingly important, increasingly valuable, and the window is really small for when they're able to do it. We'll take a look at that when we come back. You want hometown coverage that's just as obsessed with Philly sports as you are? Then access your obsession 24-7 only at Inquire.com slash sports. Get in the huddle with over 40 expert reporters and editors all covering your birds and other Philly teams. Catch all the insights, analysis, and much more only at Inquire.com slash sports. Hey, this is Brian Seltzer. I love producing Uncovering the Birds and working with Jeff, just like I love working on the other podcasts we produce at KYW News Radio. We've got the John Cast, which takes you on these really fun, unique, and unexpected journeys about the people, places, and things in Philadelphia that make our city so distinct. There's also In Depth, which is my go to pod for thoughtful, down the middle analysis of current events and other topics affecting our world in Philly and beyond. Gone Cold explores unsolved murders in Philadelphia. Bridging Philly brings you stories that connect communities on the issues that matter most to you. And One on One has great conversations with people in sports you should absolutely know more about. To give the full slate of KYW News Radio original podcasts a listen, download the free Odyssey app and follow KYW News Radio for Philly's best original podcasts right at your fingertips. I'm Jeff McLean, and this is Uncovering the Birds. If Kenny Gainwell and his halftime social media incident presented a cautionary tale of professional athletes and social media, there had to be someone in the Eagles locker room on the flip side, right? What about A.J. Brown? If there's anyone on the Eagles this season deserving of flowers on social media, it's A.J. He set a record with six straight 125-yard receiving games. He's also caught four touchdowns in three games heading into the bye. But before the season, A.J. said he swore off social media. I asked him last week if his recent success would make him reconsider. Right now is probably the best you're playing in your career, so I'm sure it's probably the most praise you probably would ever be getting on social media. Yeah, I mean, media. It's, it's some praise, and it's also some, some bad stuff, too. 
you know. Uh, it's kind of come with it, though. You know, I just try to remove myself from, from all of it just to stay focused. I, I'm the only thoughts that I need to give myself, you know, positive thoughts, positive energy, you know. So I don't need to believe whatever anybody got to say about me. I just got to come in and do my job and come prepare. And don't make the game bigger than what it is. No matter whatever the world is saying about me, I just got to stay focused and stay locked in. Quitting cold turkey is easier said than done. Earlier in the season, Don McNabb weighed in on A.J.'s antics on the sideline during the second game of the season against the Vikings. A.J. couldn't resist. He clapped back on X. You did tweet something a little while ago. So do what you did I say? About the McNabb thing. Yeah. <laughs> Are you still kind of fighting that battle? Yeah, uh, all the time. All the time. That just kind of what it is. You know, definitely be trying to fight that battle with, with social media and just continue just to stay off of it more and more. If being one of the best players in the NFL isn't enough to get a guy back on social media, then what will it take? I knew there was one person in the Eagles locker room I could talk to about having fun on social media. Big Play Slay. He's on Instagram and is really active on X. Hours after the Eagles win over the Cowboys, he was back on X and posting. Great team win. And also reposting other content about the NFL. Slay's attitude about social media it's pretty cut and dry. I just go on there just to, I don't know, be funny a little bit. I don't know. I don't really, yeah, I don't really, yeah, I just like to talk shit. Slay knows the lay of the land. He knows haters are lurking out there, ready to pounce. But he's ready too. You're willing to kind of be like almost like, you'll call out guys. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Post, yeah, why not? Shit, fuck it. You know, people be thinking they got a lot to say about stuff that, man, I don't be knowing. I be just like, yeah, I talk my shit too. No, why not? There's nobody can tell me how to handle nothing like that. For as comfortable as Slay feels about his social media approach, there's also a fine line he's got to walk. He might not care about what other people think about him or what he says, but at the end of the day, the Eagles might. He's an employee. What he does on social media ultimately reflects back on the franchise. Every year, and most teams do the same, Eagles are probably no exception, but every year I'd present to the players, like, I used to call it the scared straight presentation of like, here's all the things that can go wrong on social media. Don't do this. Don't do that. That's Samantha Wood. She's a marketing and social media consultant who specializes in everything from content creation and publishing to strategy. Sam was the director of social and digital media for the Eagles from 2016 through 2021. It was her job to oversee the Eagles' official social media channels, website, and app. I do think at one point there was a distinct role that social media played that was unlike anything that came before. So no offense to traditional media folks, social media offers a more direct line both to the players and the teams everywhere else. Like what other opportunity did a player have to really speak to the public in the way that he wants or she wants? So from a content perspective and a sports perspective, it changed the industry forever. You know, the different facets of how somebody can enjoy sports now. You can enjoy seeing a guy's personality with not really caring about what happens on the field or whatever. You can do both. The depth of information is unlike anywhere else. This is the essence of how Slay runs his accounts. He's got 416,000 followers on Instagram and another 270,000 on X. His social media feeds are his direct line of communication to a massive audience. Slay's not trying to do anything nefarious on social media, like bullying people or spreading misinformation. He's just putting out there what he wants to put out there and interacting with people. 
This is the good of social media in its purest form. That's what I like social media for too the most. It's just helping out, reaching out. Uh, I use social media for a lot of reasons. I do social media. I had connected with a lot of kids. I worked out with a lot of kids. You know, what I'm saying high school kids. So I use social media for like to interact with other kids and other fans that I can't like physically see. Jason Kelsey was off social media for about seven years, but he still sees how the good can counter the bad. What has now changed is that players are more directly connected with fans in a much more intimate and at face value way, even though there's a lot of bullshit on social media. Um, But I think that, you know, it's, if you can do it in the right way and you're mature enough to do it properly and you are tactful enough to do it properly, there's, there's some outstanding ways to let fans know what you're feeling from a philanthropic standpoint. I mean, social media is probably allowed for more uh, outreach than ever in terms of that. It, it's been a game changer for, in a lot of regards of getting great things done. If it were up to the Eagles, no one in the organization, player, coach, executive, whomever, would have to deal with a situation like Kenny Gainwell's. Bob Lang knows in today's world, it's almost impossible. He's the vice president of communications for the Eagles. In the role of a communications person, we're here to advise. When I started in this business in 1998, there was no social media. So we're solely advising on, you know, how to deal with the media and how to conduct yourself in public. Now with social media, with cell phone cameras, like it is an all-encompassing at all times of the day, anytime you put something out there public facing, you need to think about it. Bob works with every aspect and level of the Eagles organization, from Jeffrey Lurie to Jalen Hurts to the guys on the practice squad. One part of Bob's job is to spread the good word about the team. But the other main part of his gig is making sure the team's image is protected in the media. That includes media of all forms, not just reporters like me, but social media. And as we know, with social media, the landmines are everywhere. Kenny Gamewell's DM just happened to go viral. This isn't unique to, to our situation here in Philadelphia. I was with the San Francisco 49ers for 12 years, and we had players that would receive similar messages there. I talked to many, many other PR professionals that do what I do at other teams, at other uh, organizations, and it is something that's out there in society. It's, it's tough. I think social media has given everybody a voice, that I would hope that more people choose to do good with that voice on social media than to pile on or scold people who probably are already feeling pretty down when they make a mistake themselves. Bob and the Eagles communication staff is one resource players can use to navigate social media. Team therapists are another. Jordan Mylotta told me they were invaluable. His social media habits took a toll on his mental health a few years ago. I always think that social media is is like a poison to society. I think it sets unrealistic um, social norms, like if you just talk about everyday life. And I think that it provides a platform for people to practice free speech. No consequences. People are free to say whatever they want online. This is Bob Lang again, the Eagles VP of Communications. I want people to understand that when you post a message or send a a comment or you send a message via direct message, that you're sending it to a human being who's already probably beating themselves up. And what you're doing is you're letting out your frustration and you're letting out your, your rage. And in some instances, some of the stuff that I've seen come into players is despicable. I want to be clear that it's some people. 
And I also want to say that there are sometimes that people will send uplifting messages, but I hate the fact that I, I will be honest that a majority of the messages that will come in after those moments are very, very mean and nasty. So I have a lot of respect for the players and the celebrities, the coaches, the executives, people out there in the public eye that take that criticism in those very personal ways because our social media platforms are very personal to us. I want to go back to Jory Mylotta's relationship with social media one more time. He found out the best way for him to escape its traps was to do just that, escape. Social media is like a fake place. It's not a real place, man. I think that's, to be honest, when I got paid, I realized that. Like, I didn't need to find, find comfort in social media. I had the, the whole world out there. Thank God my missus was like, she wanted to travel the world. So we did that. We did that in 2020. The end of 2020, start of 2021, I stopped traveling the world. Like, that was great. Opened up my eyes, man. Uh, social media is just, yeah, it's not a place. Jordan's world, of course, isn't the reality for most people. Far from it. So what do you do then? What do you do if you don't have that money? Or what do you do if money's not enough? That's what I think so many of us in this world, not just the Philadelphia Eagles, are trying to figure out with social media. Is it worth it? Should we try and ditch it like A.J. Brown and Jason Kelsey attempted? If we stick around, are there still safe places to go? Platforms where it's still pure? Eagles return man, Britton Covey, has seen enough. I think it's, and I don't want to sound doom and gloom or, you know, end of the world type, but I think it's the, the downfall of modern sports. Not that it's going to ever go down, but it's, this is why we want to fire coaches so quickly. This is why we move on from players so quickly. I mean, because everybody's a coach now on, on Twitter and things. And it's, it's really sad to see because, especially as someone in this profession who wants to stay in this profession his whole life, me, in some capacity, it's, it's almost like politics. You're just never going to be, you, you never will please people. And uh, so you can't let that be your aim. Even if that's not your aim, the, the backlash you get still hurts sometimes. In a decade, Sam Wood, the marketing and social media consultant, thinks the social media landscape is going to look totally different than it does now, which to her might be a win. I do believe, oh God. I changed my I changed my answer. In my heart of hearts, I don't believe necessarily that social media is a net positive. Not today, anyway. I think when it started and the power of like the community when we had everybody was on Twitter, or everybody was on Facebook or just on Instagram, like you had this kind of like the entire internet is talking about this one thing and people rally behind you or whatever. Now it the misinformation is so high, but the communities are getting smaller and smaller. So you're finding right now that people are going off into smaller Discord communities or Reddits, you know, subreddits or group chats, right? So social media, in my opinion, is kind of going away, maybe not going away, changing drastically what it has been in the last 10 years. And I think that is going to be for the best, especially in the sports realm. As for Kenny Gainwell? Guess what? His story had a happy ending, at least for now. A week after the embarrassing halftime incident, he made a big play in another big divisional game. Hurts on first down, gives it to Gainwell, heads to the outside, he's at the five, he leaps, he's in! Touchdown! The touchdown was Kenny's second of the season. 
he and the Eagles would emerge as winners over the Cowboys, 28-23, and head into Dubai with the best record in football at 8-1. Kenny Gainwell might have learned his social media lesson the hard way. He hopes other players learn from his experience. I just get a message to the guys that look at it and just tell them just not respond, you know, and just leave that where is that and, you know, just, just leave that alone. This is Uncovering the Birds, a production of the Philadelphia Inquirer and KOW News Radio original podcast. Our producer is KOW News Radio's Brian Seltzer. Tom Rickard is KOW News Radio's director of podcasting. The executive producer from the Philadelphia Inquirer is Renee Eiffel. Special thanks to Sports Radio 94 WIP. If you're enjoying Uncovering the Birds, please help us spread the word. You can always leave us a review or rating. It helps a lot. Listen to Uncovering the Birds free on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts, or go to inquire.com slash podcast. We'll be dropping new episodes every three weeks. I'm Jeff McLean. You can follow me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Jeff underscore McLean, or search for my name on any social media platform. Please, no nasty messages. We'll talk to you soon.